Hey, what's happening? This is your host, Tinto CIPT. Oh, fam, I could get used to this blood. As you can tell, I'm still buzzing from that success, but I'm not going to bog you guys with this anymore. I'm not going to bog you down with it. So feel free to go back to calling me Tinto. I'm, you know, you guys get the message. Um, and before we get started on this weekend's episode, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that got me coffees. Starting with you, Simbi. Um, and your comment is, went through a breakup of my own and this podcast is like therapy. For me, keep up the great work, Tinto. Thanks, Simbi. I will do my best to keep the podcast going. Right, now I got something here that's in German. It, it's it's Herzlichen Glückwunsch zum Bastet. Oh, Lord of mercy. Okay, yeah. Um, but further on, it says, I decided to throw in some German in there to make things interesting. <laughs> you definitely made that very interesting for me. Congratulations, CIPT Tinto. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the podcast. Much appreciated. And this comes from somebody who decided to call themselves Mud Ting. Tinto's voice. I don't know why. Just give me a real name. Um, next one up is from somebody who called themselves Episode 93's Bola. These are really interesting names, eh? Um, you guys are doing a great job of keeping yourselves anonymous. And the comment there is, such an amazing experience. Keep what you're doing. Um, and then I have another brilliant number of coffees from Kudzai who goes, Tinto, you're doing a fantastic job. I really enjoyed the podcast. And last but not least, I have somebody again who remains anonymous. And their comment is, you're the reason I look forward to Friday. Your podcast is amazing and it's my absolute favorite. So ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a coffee, pardon me, a total of... 21 coffees this last week you guys are absolutely amazing if you'd like to support the podcast and do the same please head over to www.buymeacoffee forward slash buymeacoffee.com forward slash feeling station and give as your spirit leads remember there is nothing that is too small to keep the podcast that you've grown to love alive with that out of the way here is this weekend's episode is that a breakup i think we have a situation right Hello. Yo, what's happening? Hi, Tinto. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. And how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Feeling Station. Thank you for having me. For those who are listening to this podcast for the first time, it touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give you lessons from my guest's experience. And one of the reasons why the podcast is doing great is because I do my best to keep my guests anonymous, which brings me to the fun part. Are you ready for this one, my friend? I'm so ready. <laughs> so, your name comes from a lovely region of East Africa. It's in Swahili, mm-hmm. and your name is Zuri, which is Z U R I. Zuri. Yeah, Zuri. And Zuri pretty much just means beautiful, full stop. Yo. Mm. Do you consider yourself a beautiful girl? Of course. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess nobody's going to come here and say, nah, I'm not a good looking person, are they? No, definitely not. If you don't tell yourself you're beautiful, who will? Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. your, your, so your name is Zuri. And what are you calling the guy that you're going to talk about today? Um, Let's call him uh, James Bond. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just in time for the new James Bond movie, hey, because it came out this week. Yes, yeah. and I watched it, so I think it's been on my mind. Okay, okay, nice, nice. Okay, so this is about Zuri and James Bond, yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. And one of the other reasons why the podcast is doing great is um, we learn real-life lessons from the story that you're going to share today. So, mm-hmm. what would you like people to learn from your breakup? Um, 
wow, I've got quite a number of lessons, but mm. okay, I think let's start with sometimes a heartbreak is necessary for growth. Ooh, I like that. Oh man, that is so <laughs> relatable. I will tell you how. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. uh, I've got a rose garden outside. And mm-hmm. and when I moved to this house, they just looked dead, like nothing was happening. And I was wondering, I kept on adding water and nothing was happening. And then my neighbor goes, do you know what? If you prune them at the stem where it's dry, um, mm-hmm. that might give it a chance to grow. So I pruned them at the point where they were, they, they were drying. And guess what? Right now, uh-huh. they're the most amazing roses right now. Wow. So what you talk wow. and, and and you know I guess for that rose itself it might have felt like oh you know you're breaking a part of me but it was necessary exactly. for you know for it to germinate and really look as lovely as it, as it is now and blossom. Mm. So your yep. story is very relatable as, well I mean this lesson because you say sometimes heartbreak is necessary for growth. Yeah. I really like that this is clearly one of my favorite lessons ever. Oh thank you. Cool. Next up. Uh the next one is sometimes Change is a sign that shit is about to hit the fan. (laughs) I don't think you should be using sometimes. I think you should be saying every time you see change, it's a sign that shit is about to hit the fan. (laughs) Well, and then sometimes change is good, but then sometimes it really isn't. (laughs) Okay, Okay, if you say so. You got lesson number three? Uh, lesson number three is never compromise on the qualities you want in a partner. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 really important. I like that. Number yep. four. Yep. Um it's okay to love and things don't work out. Hey, you know, this is one of the most difficult for people to accept. Mm-hmm. Because you always think that it's not working out because you're not trying. And then the harder you exactly. try the more you feel, hey, it's really not working out. So getting to that point where you say, nah, it's not working out is a tough one. Yep. But I like that. Have you got a fifth one? Um, the fifth one, maybe, uh, let's just say, just because it different, it's different, it doesn't mean it's the right thing. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think this is probably one of those that you're going to break down as we get into the episode, isn't it? Of course. Cool. You got number six oh. or this is all? I think this is all. That's a strong five lessons, you know. (laughs) So I'll I'll just play them back for those listening to the episode. Number one, sometimes breakup is necessary for growth. Lesson number Mm -hmm. two, sometimes change is a sign that shit is about to hit the fan. Number three, never compromise on the qualities you want in a partner. Number four, it's okay to love and things don't work out. Uh, And then lesson number five, just because it's different doesn't mean it's the right thing. Yeah? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's get into it then. So, Zuri, where did you meet uh, James Bond and why did you feel, mm, this is the guy for me? Okay, so, well, um, it's leading to my Facebook messenger. Mm, but one of them DM boys, huh? One of them DM boys. Proper on the sly, proper James Bond move. Well, yeah. Well, I'm kind of used to it. I think all hey, my things Come DMs. on, Zuri. <laughs> Living up to your name, beautiful, and all them man sliding into your DMs, yeah? Yes, of course, of course. Okay. A few are blocked here and there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so James Bond came into my life at a time where I was really like down, 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 down. I had given up on relationships and life in general. I've been through through a rough patch, okay, uh, physically. So you know when 
when you're so ill and you feel like you are a burden to yourself and you feel like, ah, I mean, why get married and have someone take care of me and stuff like that? So I was just like, yeah, I'm done. I think it's best to be single. That way I take care of me and the only people I can worry are my parents, you know? So you were going through some medical stuff? Yeah. Uh, that, that affected you physically and you felt that, hey, if I had somebody along with me, I'd be a burden. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, so then he slid into my DMs. Mm. And this is where the other lesson comes in. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. So what he did was different from the other guys. He just said, hey, how are you? Um, I'd like to get to know you, but I don't want to do it over text. Can I have your number and I call you? Nice. Straight so to I was the point. Like, Straight to the point. Do it straight to the point. And he's not going to hide behind, you know, texts, you know, and maybe Googling and copy-pasting messages from Google and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does this mean some of the guys who had come your way were busy copying-pasting lyrics from, from Google? I mean, you know, some of those, uh, what you guys call them? Uh, those lines that people drop, you just Pick like, up lines. Yes, some of those pickup lines are just so whack. <laughs> Wow. Can I hit you with the pickup line? Sure. <laughs> do, you, do you read the Bible? Yes, I do. I was going through the, the, the book of Numbers and then I realized I don't have yours. <laughs> Girl, that left you speechless, didn't it? That left you speechless, blood. <laughs> yeah, that was deep. I, I mean... Usually the Bible pickup lines are usually deep. <laughs> you see, you see, but what I've been told is that the key to getting through to a woman is just to make her laugh. Whether she's your type, I mean, whether you are her type or not, if you can get her to laugh, that's one really big brownie point. Why do you think we fall for them ugly ass hey, You see, now make us laugh. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So, hey, brownie point for you, Tinto. Well done, Blad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so this guy came and he was straight to the point and you liked that. And I liked it. It was mm. so different. It was, it was so different because everyone else would just lead into the DMs and we start talking from there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hmm, nigga got balls of steel. So, mm. okay, I got to give him a point for that. Mm-hmm. So he called. Um, but before he called, this is what I had to first do. I went on to Facebook. I checked him out. And I checked if we had any mutual friends because I didn't know the dude. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, pff, who's this guy? So once I checked his Facebook and I noticed we've got like quite a number of mutual people, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, at least if there's dirt about him somewhere, I'm definitely bound to find out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay. Um, and we talked. Um, we talked for some time. And mind you, um, it hit different because, like, it kind of gave me hope that, okay, once we talked and I told him about my medical stuff and stuff like that, um, one of the things that struck me was he said, um, you didn't ask to be sick, mm-hmm. so that doesn't mean people can't love you because mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Deep. So you, you deserve to be loved. Mm-hmm. It's not like... You wanted it, but it's something that you can't control. So that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that people can't love you because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, dude, that was just it for me. Nice. I just fell deep. Nice. Yo. 
<laughs> I and, failed. And, and, and this is falling deep from, from, from your guest phone conversations and texts. Yes, from our conversations and texts. Because uh, uh, for me, the major thing was someone who's accepting me in my current season. Yeah, yeah. How long yeah. was it between uh, the text and you guys seeing each other for the first time? Um, I think two or three weeks. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, he was in a different country with me. Oh, right. So, so yeah, he, so he was in a different country and I was in another country. So were you guys in two different countries or you're in the same country abroad? Um, two different countries. Oh, right. So at this yeah. three-week window, did he come specifically to see you? Um, no, I was actually going to his country for business. Oh, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't start dating until then because the other thing was he also didn't want to make boss moves over the phone or text. It had to be face-to-face. You see, this guy is very in your face from the beginning, as in he's like, Mm -hmm. look, I'm not going to bother with the whole messenger thing. Give me your number. And then when he has your number, he just says he's not going to bother with the real deal over the phone. He wanted it to be in person. Yep. Okay. So what did you feel when you saw him for the first time? Um, I, I had butterflies. Yeah. I, I had I had butterflies for days. What did you so, like? Um, what did you like about him that you I mean when you saw him in person? Okay, let me make a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um when I spoke about not compromising on the qualities you want in a partner, mm-hmm. so I have a list of things that I look for for in a guy give me from the top physical three. to character um so the top three dude has got to be tall mm-hmm. taller than me with a little bit of muscle mm-hmm. um number two he has to come from a very loving family mm-hmm. and number three no kid okay. especially if the mother of his child is not dead so on point number two, mm-hmm. how, how do you measure how good a family is? Um, how I click, how I get along with the family. Um, is this assumed? if I have an opportunity to meet the family? Yeah, and I don't feel like I have known them for a while, and I don't feel like I'm I'm at home. Then I just know uh, we might clash here and there. And if they're also not family oriented, you know, some families are very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about extended, we're talking about the nuclear immediate family. So if him and his siblings and everyone around them, they don't quite get along, they don't mm-hmm. talk and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a red flag for me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That, uh, I get that part. And then point number three, uh, they must not have a child. Why is that, why is that so important to you? Because, um, I mean, I want to, I would, I would want the first child to be mine and his, you know, and... Um, there are some good mothers. I don't want to call them baby mamas because I, I feel that sometimes that word is just, uh. mm. but you know, there's some baby mamas who, okay. There's some mothers who make it difficult for you and the child to have a proper relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I didn't want to go through the whole mm. stress and worry of dealing with the mom. Cause I'm, I love kids. Mm-hmm. I have one adoptive child, though he stays in a children's home. Mm-hmm. So I love kids and I want to, be hands-on 100%. So if I can't be hands-on 100%, then, ugh, you know? It's interesting you say that because in your description, you said some mothers make it mm-hmm. difficult. 
But uh-huh. the way you've described it makes it feel like it's all mothers make it difficult. Well, not quite. Why, why, why I stick to some is because you don't know the kind of woman you're going to deal with. So you don't know if you're going to get the good mom or you're going to get the mom who has, you know, the drama and all that stuff. There are those who are good. I mm. mean, I have family members who are stepmothers and you could never tell that they're stepmothers. So I guess for you, you just don't want to expose yourself to the risk of bumping into one that's not a good one. Exactly, because you can't control it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so, so you get these butterflies. Did you guys kiss the first day he saw you? No. Why not? Because, I mean, I just met the guy. Yeah, but, but you had crazy butterflies. And sometimes butterflies make you kiss people. Uh, not me. Mm, okay, why were you holding uh, back? Uh, uh, for me, I, I just, uh, it's not the first thing that comes to mind, actually. So what was the first thing that came to mind? Um, are we going to click real good face to face compared to, yep, yep. you know, because, you know, sometimes phone calls and text messages can be quite deceiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to see if the chemistry is going to be there first and see if that, that fire is going to keep burning for the couple of days when I'm around you. And then, yeah. So, so did the fire burn? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. T- and tell me more about that. I mean... Gosh, my cheeks were really hurting because I was ever <laughs> smiling and ever laughing. Like, nice. I, I just felt so happy. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like, mm, dude, you're not really exactly what's on my list, but yeah. right now you give me good vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me like he then asked you out. Did he, did he follow through with what he said? You know, because he said, look, I want to talk to you in person. So did he ask you out in person? Yes, he did. On the last day when I was coming, when I was leaving his country. Oh, okay. It's interesting. You know, if I was a guy, I would do it on the first day I see you. I, I wonder well, why you waited until the, the last moment to, to say that. I guess maybe if he was thinking like me, mm-hmm. you know, would first wanted to get a well acquainted first and really see if, okay, um, the butterflies, the feelings, are we really connected before jumping the gun? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, sometimes you can meet with a person and then you guys realize, nah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you don't want it to be that awkward and mm-hmm. then force things just cause it's asked you out. So we just had to first, you know, go out and, you know, so we did go on a proper, proper date as well. What does that mean? Um, Okay, so when when we first saw each other, he was picking me up from the bus station. Yeah, yeah. And then he took me home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was staying with my, my cousins. So he took me home and stuff like that. So, I mean, a car ride isn't a date, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So we then went out on our first proper date at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, the date itself was good, but the food was horrible. Ooh. <laughs> So for me, sometimes if the food is just horrible, it just, yeah, the whole date just becomes whack. I can totally relate because I enjoy my food. Mm -hmm. And for me, food is really an experience more than it is about satisfying hunger. So so if the food wasn't great, well, what was it? Was it the cuisine? Was the cuisine wrong? Is it something that you didn't like or, or it was just bland? What was wrong with the food? So you, so you know how, I mean, this is why I just stick to pizza and chicken and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> because 
guys. Right. You know how those restaurants, you know, they have fancy, fancy names and stuff like that. Mm. And then you just check and then you ask the waiter then just tells you, no, it's just some chicken, you know, some <laughs> nice fried chicken with some vegetables and stuff. So it was like, kababy chicken, kachiwuta, mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so l- let me get this right. It It wasn't that the food wasn't tasty. It wasn't. It was everything from the appearance to the taste to everything. Tinto, like the chicken was just bland. Um, I don't like vegetables, so it had all the wrong kind of vegetables that I don't like. Did he give you the option to to choose a place to go to, or he just said we're going here? So we went to, um, you know how South Africa has got nice huge malls, and you have a variety of places to choose from. So. So, you know, we chose one with the fancy name to make, you know, the dates fancy and all that. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so. Okay. okay. So, so I just had to have some chocolate. Was it some chocolate pudding or something along those yeah. lines to try and cover up for the yeah. messy food? Hey, I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah, it's okay. So I lesson learned. I just stick to my mm. chicken and fries and pizza and I'm all good. So you guys are now doing long distance as a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How how did that go? It went well at first. Um so so I've got a PhD in long distance relationships. Hey, check hey. you out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all my relationships have been long distance. I mm. have never had um, you know, a one zone relationship thingy, same city, same town, same everything. It's just so because of that, for me, um, what has made my relationships work out is communication, mm-hmm. right? And of course, someone will say they didn't work out because we broke up, but all, all the breakups had nothing to do with the distance. Mm-hmm. So it means we tackled the distance well, but then due to other factors. Mm-hmm. So I am very big on communication. Okay. Right. So I'm one of those girls where we can be on the phone for even three, four, ten hours nonstop. What if the right. guy is not really that kind of guy who likes being on the phone for that long? Does that mean you guys are gonna break up? So you see, all of them dudes usually don't are not good at communicating. But because mm-hmm. I'm so good, mm-hmm. they end up being the ones who are so hooked. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Gotcha. So I just have a way of turning things around, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. well, unless if they'll be lying from the get go that they're not good with phone calls and texts. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, you find them being the ones who call more yeah. or text more and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, so his kind of job was um, an Uber driver mm-hmm. is one of the other things. So, and what I liked about that kind of a job is because um, he had all the time in the world. He controlled his time. So he knew he could call me anytime. While he was waiting for clients, if he doesn't have clients, you know, you know, we'll talk for hours. If he gets a client, he'll tell me, okay, I'm picking someone up, babe. I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I I was hardly uh, productive at work during those days. Yeah. Because he would surprise, call me anytime at work. And then, you know, we would talk for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. on end. Mm-hmm. Of course, with interruptions here and there when he gets clients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me double back a little bit. So, mm-hmm. remember, 
I, I, I spoke about the qualities and stuff. Yeah. So um, the reason why I actually even said yes to this guy, he was the total opposite of everything I wanted mm-hmm. on his uh, character and stuff like that. He was short, mm. a, a little bit shorter than me, fat, a big belly. <laughs> wow. He had a kid, you know. <laughs> to- total opposite of what you described. The total opposite of what I described. Mm. So the only other reason why I probably kind of gave him a chance is because um, my medical situation, my doctors had told me that I could possibly struggle to conceive and have kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, uh, he's got a kid. So at least if he's got a kid, you know, dude ain't going to step out on me and try to have kids elsewhere. Mm-hmm. At least he already has a kid. If I fail to give him a kid, we can just stick to that one child that he has. And what if you wanted another one? Well, isn't he'll know from the get-go that I can't. Yeah, I he... probably might not be able to. Well, if he wanted another one, we could always adopt and stuff. Or he could step out. Yeah, let's not be negative. Well, we're not being negative. <laughs> I think I'm just being real because one of the comments you made was that was because he he has a child, then he's not going to want to step yeah. out. But for yeah. me, I know one too many situations where the man maybe originally says, "Look, I'm not big on kids. I'm okay with you not having children." Uh-huh. But then they step out and they go and they have not just one but more than one child. So, yeah. so you you were potentially running that risk at that time. But I mean, it's nice to frame it the way that you did, but I think reality dictates otherwise. That, that's true. Mm. Okay. That's true. So yeah, um, you, you, this, was, this was your thinking. And, yeah. and, and then what happened with you guys? So um, this is where um, the change started happening. Mm. So he would call, like, in a day, I I would say probably he would call, like, five to six or seven times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you know your person on a daily calls more than four times, mm. and then all of a sudden, the calls drop. Mm. Now you go two or three, he goes on quiet for, like, the whole day and then maybe talks to you in the evening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was already like, hmm, sis, okay. But let's just talk about duration. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'd have five, six calls, but these calls are all 10 minutes. So a total of an hour in a day, right? Because they're all 10 minutes and there's six of them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you could call you twice and each one of those calls is half an hour. Yeah, which, which but, would still give you the same hour in a day that you've spoken, but just over a smaller number of calls. Now, this reduction in phone calls, was it fewer phone calls and shorter phone calls? Yep. Mm. Okay. Fewer phone calls, shorter calls, or fewer phone calls and... Uh, yeah, shorter mm. calls. So what would happen is in the evenings... um we would pray together. So the other thing that I wanted in a guy was I wanted someone who um, would be okay with no sex before marriage and someone who valued prayer time like I did, uh, meaning we would pray together in the evening every day before we sleep. 
Why was no sex before marriage so important to you? Well, because I'm a Christian and, well, apart from being a Christian, I, I, let's put Christianity aside and, uh, yeah, that aside, yo, I'm scared of my parents. I wouldn't want a situation where if we did potentially have sex and the next thing I'm pregnant, yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yo, my parents would kill me, number one, two, I wouldn't be able to afford having a kid at the time, either ways, even if I if my parents were fine with me having a child out of wedlock, mm-hmm. you know? So I just wanted to keep myself until we got married. And it was sometimes re- I feel like sex complicates things in relationships. But how would you know when you haven't had it? I mean, I've got friends who will tell you things has changed. Mm. You know? You... you You'd see it with other people, and then you're like, nah, if this is what it does in a relationship, then I definitely don't want it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Um, it, it doesn't sound like your desire not to have sex was really out of your free will. It was out of fear. True. Fear, I mean, initially you mentioned Christianity, so fear that God would look down on you and say, hey, girl, I don't like this type of thing. And then mm-hmm. if it wasn't that, then it was your your parents. Like, oh, man. Yeah. My folks will just go ballistic if this happens. Exactly. But if they were okay with that, it was the fear of not being able to provide for your child. Exactly. So th- does this mean that you didn't feel sexually aroused at any point, either when you were with this guy or any of the previous guys? I mean, by virtue of being human, we do feel something, but you know, you can't crave what you've never tasted before so it's not one of those oh i've had sex so Mm. mm, i'm craving some but it's one of those things of you know our body Mm. communicates you know and and with the age that i'm at that i'm at most people already married so already even the body in itself knows that by now you should be having sex on a regular Mm. you know so i i i would feel attracted and all that but then I guess the distance also helped with ensuring that sex doesn't take place at the end of the day. So how did you cope with your horny feelings? Um, drink cold water. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me choke on my tea. I was sipping my cow sipping my tea at that moment when you said that. That was very close. I'd have been mad at you because I'd have screwed up my microphone. <laughs> Wow, you know, I've heard about taking cold showers, but I never thought about just drinking cold water. <laughs> I mean, so when people tell you to chill, take a oh, cup of chill man. water, so I'm like, yeah. okay. Okay, fine. Let me let me not dwell on that too long then. Okay, so it was important, you know, that he understood that you didn't want to have sex before marriage and that you prayed every night. And this guy was okay with that? And he was so okay but, with but that. You, well, you know, so part, I thought. In part, I guess he had to be okay with it because one, you were not in the same country, so it, it it wouldn't have happened anyway. Exactly. But the challenge that you automatically have is you got a man who not only has had sex, but has had sex and uh, produced a child. Yeah. And sometimes once you open that lid, it's very hard to put control over it. Exactly. And so you, mm. you'll see that this whole part has a play on uh, how things end and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, so we would pray, 
religiously together every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the highlight of my day used to be prayer time. Mm-hmm. I, I just used to enjoy the prayer time. So um, after he started being quite a little bit distant, I did call him and confront him about the whole thing, mm. you know, and not give excuses like, ah, no, I've been busy at work, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I mean, seriously, you didn't change your job. You're still an Uber driver. And usually in between times, there's, you know, you used to call me in between your first pickup and the second pickup and, and stuff like that, right? Mm. And then I was like, yeah, no, I've been busy and stuff like that. And then there's a day um, when I beat his head off. Um, so that day was a terrible day for me. I was sick. Mm. And I told him like that I'm, I'm sick and stuff like that. And dude only checked up on me once. And then the next time we're on the phone, dude is over... 80k is away from his place visiting his friends mm. right so i'm like oh okay so you don't have time to call me and check on me do your friends know that your girlfriend is sick mm-hmm. and you haven't bothered to check on her like yeah. what's going on yeah. like you, yeah. you can't tell me you don't have time for me but you've got time for your friends you can drive a whole 80 kilometers plus to go mm-hmm. and see your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you used to call me even if you're driving at some point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. probably you didn't have clients in the car. You could have just called, put the phone on speaker and we would talk, mm. you know? And well, I just hung up because I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I didn't even want to hear the rest of his explanation. Mm. And then I gave it a few more days and then I asked him about it again. And then now he was like, I'm going through something and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I let it slide again. So um, we had been planning uh, on having a trip with some friends of ours, my friends rather. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, maybe like go to Vic Falls. So we were looking for, Airbnb is that had three bedrooms because mm-hmm. my friends were married and he would have his own room and I would have my own room. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we're talking about all that, and he's like, ah, you know, even if we go to, to, to Vic Falls, even if we're in separate rooms, if I want to get you pregnant, I definitely will get you pregnant. Uh, how? Right. Like how? How? I guess he was trying to say that being in separate rooms doesn't mean um, if we want to have sex, we won't have sex. Because to him, the reason why I wanted us to have different bedrooms was so that we sleep in separate rooms and we reduce the amount of temptation to actually have sex. Okay. You know? Yeah. So take note of that comment. Mm -hmm. It's going to come in very handy. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like, um, dude, you can only get me pregnant if I want to have sex with you and if I want to get pregnant. Mm. But ain't no way you're going to get me pregnant over here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, first of all, there's a time we're just talking about kids and all that. Because, I mean, we're both adults and we are not dating for fun. We are dating with the purpose of 
getting married, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we talked about children and stuff like that. I told him about um, what the doctor said about me not being able to conceive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we went on into a deep conversation about how, you know, it's not fair that women are the ones who have to carry the kids and they're the ones who have to take contraceptives and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I think when we're done with the kids, you should have a vasectomy, you know? Because mm-hmm. at least women, um, we may we may tie our tubes and stuff or we can just, you know, continue taking pills. But if I was to have a child outside of our marriage, it would definitely show, I mean, I'd have to get pregnant. Mm. But with guys, I'll continue taking contraceptives. You're probably out there slipping around and you knock someone up, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. So he's like, so what's a vasectomy? Mm. Right. Good question. He had, he had never heard about a vasectomy. Mm. And so I told him, um, it's a procedure for the gents where, you know, they cut their, um, what do you call them? Uh, that. Mm-hmm. to stop you from um, secreting semen from you to the female, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, okay, so is it a permanent thing? I'm like, yeah, it's usually a permanent thing. Of course, they do say you can kind of reverse, but then uh, I guess it's one in 100 people who actually manage to do the procedure well to reverse and everything. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, okay, I didn't know about that. So take note of that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So number one, he told me he'd you know impregnated me if we went on vacation together. Number two, he didn't know what a vasectomy is. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we get over that talk, and then um, we continue talking. The relationship was still a little bit shaky. We're good, but then I'm still not content with. The communication. Now, you know, I don't like it when someone uh, introduces me to something and I get used to a certain, um, either let's say lifestyle or certain communication method, and then you just drop the ball on me. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd rather from the get-go with that guy who I know just calls me once a day in the evening and we talk for two, three hours and that's it. Or if you're going to be a guy who calls me four or five times during the day, be consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to change cool it's okay to you know drop just once a day twice and then go back yeah but then the change was just too much you know i was so used to this guy calling me every single day and every two three hours and we talk for some time and you know my day was packed with laughter because of those phone calls and i used to be so happy when he would call and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i would forget about all the troubles i was facing you know Mm -hmm. And then now, all of a sudden, the calls have dropped. And I'll be on my phone sometimes waiting for the dude. Dude is nowhere to be found. You call, he doesn't pick up. Um, The next time he picks up, it's just prayer time. We pray and then we sleep. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. So then one day, he's like, we need to talk. So I'm like, okay, so this is now where the shit hits the fan. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So guy tells me that, you know, I know you love kids. You'd want to have kids and stuff like that. But um, there's something that I needed to tell you. Mm. Um, and that's I had a vasectomy done some years back. Huh? 
<laughs> like what? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll let yeah. you go on before I ask questions. So he's like, I had a vasectomy done some years back, and that's the other reason why me and my ex fiance broke up. So before me, he had been in a relationship for over five five years, I think, and mm-hmm. they had been engaged and stuff like that. And then he claims it just ended, blah, blah, blah. So now he says the reason why him and the fiance separated is because of the whole vasectomy thing, because she also wanted kids and he wasn't able to give her kids. So he was pretending he didn't know what a vasectomy is. Well, either he was pretending or it was a lie. I'll, I'll, you, you ask me the question when I'm done with this part. Okay. So because in my head, I'm like, I'm the one who taught dude what a vasectomy is all about. Mm. He's probably pulling my leg. So I laughed and I'm like, I know it's cool. You know, in the African culture, you know, your little brother can always impregnate me so that we have, you know, a child within the same family, you know, and I was just Mm. laughing. And then I was like, no, like, I'm serious. I I did a vasectomy. Mm. I was like, no, it's it's cool. Um, If you don't want the brother version, we can always adopt, you know? Mm. And then he's like, ah, no, I wouldn't want to adopt um, a child, you know, and I doubt you would too. Mm. And I'm like, dude, um, one reason why you also liked me is because you saw how much I loved my adoptive son, my foster child, mm. you know, who doesn't stay with me. So you told me yourself you loved me because of that. Mm-hmm. my ability to love a child who isn't mine mm-hmm. and you felt that it would contribute to me loving your child as my own so you already know i'm open for adoption and i was like ah, no um i mean you really i i need you to you know think about this and ask yourself if you really still want to be with me if we can't have children of our own Mm. So that's when I'm like, so this dude is actually serious about this whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I, I, I asked for advice around from some friends, married friends. And then I had, uh, I have a friend who's a shepherdess. They have been married for over, I think, 10 years and they don't have children. Right. So um, I felt like my shepherdess friend was the best person to give me advice because she's been in a childless marriage, Mm. right? And so the advice that I got was from her and my other friend was that marriage is about you and uh, your spouse. Children are just an added blessing. I mean, children come, they're there for some few years and they leave. And Mm. you guys remain the two of you. So you shouldn't get married because you want children, but Mm. you should get married because of love and partnership and actually be content with the fact that you may never have children together. Mm. So I'm like, cool. I get back to the guy and I'm like, um, no, it's cool. I think, I mean, it's okay. Even doctors told me I might not be able to conceive. So it's cool. I'll still be with you. Mm. And then the story changed. And then he was like, you know what? I think probably I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. I, so um, I, I probably I, rushed things. I think I see what's going on here. But go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I probably rushed things. So I really think me and you should um, 
break up. Mm. Actually, he didn't say the words break up per se, but he's like, um, so I, I feel like it won't be fair to you because I think I probably am not ready to be in a relationship. So I was like, so is this a breakup or what? So he's like, you know, um, I'm really sorry. You know, um, I know you do well without me and stuff like that. I was like, okay, dude, bye. Um, I guess it is a breakup and cool. Mm. And so that's how we broke up. And of course I cried. I, I cried. It it was a painful day because I had gotten to love this guy. And then after crying, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Because uh, something is not straight. Something is not right. But whatever, it is what it is. He wants out. Mm-hmm. I'll let him go. Mm-hmm. So um, fast forward um, three, four weeks after the breakup, um, dude is all up again in my DMs. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, when are you coming to SA? Um, I would need to talk, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, I'll be in SA next week, but I'm not going to meet up with you. If you've got something to say, tell me now. Yeah. What's the problem? No, I was like, no, I, I really want to talk to you and stuff like that. Maybe men things. And then I was like, okay, so tell me, I need to find out something first. Did you ever get a vasectomy done? Mm-hmm. Because the last time I checked, you didn't know what a vasectomy is. Yeah. And I told you what a vasectomy is. Yeah. And then you threw that in my face. And then afterwards you changed and said, you're not ready to be in a relationship. Mm. And then I was like, okay, honestly, I didn't have a vasectomy done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so what was it then? Then it's like, okay, so the doctors told me I have a low sperm count. So I was scared that because of my low sperm count, I wouldn't be able to give you children and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, you are, you have a very low sperm count, but you've got a kid. Yeah. And with a low sperm count, there are things that can be done, mm-hmm. you know, for you to be all cool. Mm-hmm. But then again, how am I supposed to believe what you're saying? Because you lied about the vasectomy and you're telling me about the low spam count. Mm. Can you really see that uh, I kind of don't trust you right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe anything that you say. And I was like, okay, the honest truth is I didn't know if I'd be able to make you happy. Oh my God, this guy. So, so I'm like, oh, so you are a coward. I mean, you're really scared about a future you don't know. You're scared that you might not make me happy in the future. I mean, we all have those fears, but mm. you don't see people breaking up because they're not sure if 10 years from now they'll be happy. If anything, that's all the reason why they should do the best they can to make sure that you are happy. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So I was like, you know what, dude? Clearly, there's nothing for me and you to work on. I don't trust you. I will never get back with you. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Mm. You know, let's just part ways peacefully. Mm-hmm. And we part ways and that was it. And that's when I was like, Pfft. I mean, after that, I was then told I had been misdiagnosed. <laughs> oh. Meaning I probably can have children in the future. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got rid of my whole list. I almost landed with someone who's totally different from what I wanted just because of fear. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, it's a good thing. Um, 
we broke up because I would have made the biggest mistake of my life. It's interesting what fear does because it really turns you away from things that could make you great. Exactly. It's always that fear of unknown which has stopped a lot of people from starting businesses because they have a brilliant idea but they're too scared if it fails. True. Instead of thinking about what success they could have if it actually works out. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was thriving on, on the fear of not being able to make you happy without knowing that he was potentially in charge of how happy you could be. Exactly. Well, not really in charge, but he could support your level of happiness. Yep. But he was too scared of that. Mm-hmm. So, so this misdiagnosis actually meant that you, you can have children. Yes. That is crazy. Did he try to get back with you after that point? Well, no, I didn't tell him about the whole misdiagnosis. Um, yeah. That was the last time we 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 we, we talked properly. He was mm. tried um, calling me, telling me he was trying some app uh, mm-hmm. to see if uh, it calls for free in Zim. And I was like, "Yo, you could have called your parents instead of calling me." So, psh, it's get I, rid of my number. I really can't get over the fact that this guy couldn't be straight up and say, "Look, I don't think I could have this relationship because I'm scared." Mm-hmm. You know, that is what, what is known as um, fearful attachment style. Mm-hmm. To say that in most instances, they have a fear of getting engaged because they're either too scared of getting hurt or too scared of feeling abandoned or too scared of feeling unappreciated or something along those lines. So you potentially dodged a bullet from someone who may not has, have been as intimate as you'd have wanted in the first place. True. So what was happening I, with, the, with, with his silence? Was he speaking to someone else? You know, up to this day, I really have no, no idea. But then when I once spoke to a cousin of mine, mm. he was like, I don't think this guy ever broke up with the fiance. I don't know. But oh. then I know this guy. But then mm, where on the street was uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I totally get you on that. And I guess he, he got away with that. For, for me, yeah. what I'm hung up on is the fact that he's had sex before and wouldn't have been in a rush to have it with you. Yeah. You know, um, and there's a possibility. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for him that he might have been having it elsewhere. And perhaps his withdrawal and his fear to, to, to say the truth was because he didn't know how to break down the real news to you that, hey, you know, I'm with someone else now. Yeah, true. Although because, some of my male friends spoke about how he was big and fat and probably actually his performance in bed is poor, so ooh. he was scared. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> wow, I have no comment about that. <laughs> but 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 that is very interesting. And you know, just, just going back to your lessons, first up you said sometimes breakup is necessary for growth. So how have you grown since your breakup with him? Um I, I I gained back my self-confidence. I took my happiness back. Because remember, I had told myself I don't want to be in a relationship because I didn't want to be a burden to someone. Mm-hmm. But then when he came in and told me that I, I, I deserved to be loved, even though I was sick, I then have this perception now that, you know, regardless of whatever disease i have at the moment and stuff like that i can mm-hmm. still find someone who will love me absolutely and actually take care of me 100 percent. i really really like that and and that, yeah. that leads me on quite uh, nicely to the rest of the lessons lesson number two was uh, sometimes change is a sign that shit is about to hit the fan 
And we saw how mm. the number of phone calls declined and his overall engagement went downhill. And that was him thinking about his exit plan. He just couldn't execute it properly because he was a coward. Yeah. And then number three, you never compromise on the qualities you want in a partner. Now you look back and you really see that, nah, this is not what I wanted. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing now you have exactly what you were looking for. Exactly. Because yeah, I you learned not to compromise. And then number four, it's okay to love and things don't work out. I, you couldn't have said it better because you were really into this guy and your description of the butterflies that he gave you are reflective of that. But stuff mm -hmm. just didn't work out. And it's just the way that the world is wired sometimes. It's not every yeah. relationship or friendship that has to work out. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, just because it's different doesn't mean that it's the right thing. And we see how, I mean, we saw how differently he approached you. And now he was very uh -huh. direct. But when push came to shove, he really wasn't as bold as he painted himself to be initially. And it, it really just wasn't the right thing for you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Thank you, Tinto, for having me. And you've been listening to another episode of The Feeling Station. I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you in next weekend's episode. Peace. What? What did you say there? <laughs> That is very interesting. I wonder what people hear when they get to that part. I'm going to put a poll out and see what are the words saying. <laughs> but now, nah, thank you very much and catch you in next weekend's episode. Thank you. Sure. Oh. Tell me what you're feeling. Sakti's on Daruwaini and Chagazing. Let me talk about my feelings. Rudoi motor no to kujiziro amai. Kujiziro amai. Love is a fire. Rudoi motor no to kujiziro amai.